0: Wow. Are we recording? Yep. We did it again. You should have uh, done oh,
1: podcast. You idiots. <laughs> we did it again. We're thirteen minutes in though. Um fine. Yeah. So I mean let's just hit it now. Um yeah. God, I can't believe we did that. I just was I was going through the run through and I was checking in and then I started talking to you and it totally just slipped my mind. Ugh. fine we're just we're having conversation you know yeah we forget things yeah We need to have
0: like a have like a uh, little checklist audio check video check remember introductions <laughs> yeah I know right <laughs> welcome everyone all the viewers right now to our amazing illustrious uh, podcast two dudes um, we are your
1: hosts Adam riddle and Max batch. And this is our podcast. Hopefully it will be funny, sometimes enlightening, and maybe even philosophic. Maybe. That's a big maybe. A big maybe. We, we, we're
0: probably going to talk about a lot of off-the-wall things, maybe. Um, but yeah, I hope it's just entertaining for everyone that watches.
1: But, dude, I was listening to our last conversation. I was like, dude, we talked about poop for, like, 90% of our conversation. (laughs) You know?
0: That's, like, that's most of our conversations, though.
1: It's a common theme. Yeah. You know? So, it's fine. It's good. It's good for you. I think more people need to talk about it.
0: I think so too.
1: Yeah. I have a um a guy in my uh cohort in school. He always brags about having a um uh a bidet. He's got one of those like Toto bidets that are like super nice, um, and the water's like heated and it like cleans the uh it's like self-cleaning and all this other stuff. He's <laughs> the way he said it, he was like, you know that feeling like when you get out of the shower and you just feel so clean, and you feel really good. He's like, I feel like that all the time. He's like, I'm walking down the street, and I feel that way. He's like, I just feel better than everybody else. Because okay. I have a clean butthole all the time.
0: I've always wanted a bidet. I think that's one of our first purchases when we end up buying a house.
1: Dude, you got to get one. We have one. Jessica got me one. Um, well, yeah. It was like for my, my birthday or something like that, but it was basically for the both of us. Yeah. And I had this thought, dude, this is going to sound, just hear me out. You know, when you like sit down and you poop and you're like, you know, it's like this monster. Oh yeah. And you're like, kind of, you're like, dude, what the hell does that thing look like? But then you got to wipe and then you cover up your masterpiece. And you look down on the bowl and you're like, I can't see it. Yeah. It's covered. Covered. Now nobody will know. Nobody will believe. But with a bidet, you don't have any toilet paper. You just yeah. rinse or you have very mu- very less, you know, a lot less yeah. toilet paper. Or you can have it like we just have bum towels and we'd yeah. swap them out like every, I don't know, a couple of days or something like that. So. But I was thinking about that the other day, and then I realized, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know?
0: Yeah, I've, I've always wanted a bidet for that reason. You know? <laughs> Big old poops.
1: Just brown you know, duties. I always,
0: take, I always take one in the morning, and then I just I feel different, you know? I feel like less of a man walking down the street. You know, it's it's weird. It's a weird feeling.
1: Oh, man. Dude, you ever like, and plus, it's like just, it's just a great feeling when you like poop away a stomach ache. You yeah. know, you're just like, God, what is wrong with me? And you sit down and poop and you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I feel better. Yeah. It's like my cat when he cries and he yowls before he takes a poop. And then afterwards, he does his business and he's like quiet and he takes a nap and I'm like same man, same, yeah. So, but yeah, I just realized I was like, dude, we talked so much about it, but it, I guess it's a common theme and it's uh it's healthy, you know, Bad. bowel movements. So, I guess it's not the weirdest thing that we've talked about, but uh, but yeah, bowel movements, man. Healthy. It's good for you. Good for me. I might have to have one because I just had some coffee.
0: Oh, I already did.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I was thinking about, oh, dude, that's what I was going to do. I was going to have like a little uh a little dew sitting right here. It's going to I got like some small cans of dew and I was going to like yeah. put them right here. Product placement.
0: You could just start putting them like my screen is a little small, but putting them around our area. Hiding them in plain sight. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Or what uh, Jessica suggested was getting like a um a Dew, Mountain Dew mug. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. That would be cool. So I was looking into that. And I was like, man, we could just make our own. Or we could just make our own mugs. Two dudes. Yeah. Have that on a little mug. There you go. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah. But
1: that's, uh, you know, we'll wait for that until we have, you know, Joe Rogan type subscribers. Subscriber exactly. numbers. So in the
0: in the billions.
1: Oh yeah. <clears throat> Dude, I wonder you can't how many. we do that
0: until we have seven billion subscribers. Every single person on, on earth.
1: Every <laughs> every person must listen. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. So yeah. Did you see uh uh, Nate is uh, pretty close to uh, to where I'm at right now. I guess he's traveling for his meets. He's throwing yeah, a disc was he again down in,
0: down in Newport.
1: Yeah, I don't know what meet is down here. Maybe he's just on a vacation. Like I don't know. Um, but it seems like he's doing some comps.
0: I think he's uh, following the winds, as just guitarists say. I don't know if they yeah. say that, but. You know, California is, like, notorious for, like, having really good discus meets because of the coastal winds.
1: Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. I guess that would make sense, too. And a lot of them, because don't you want, like, a crosswind or, like, you, a behind? It's
0: actually, no, it's actually counterintuitive because, from what I understand, you actually want it to come at you at the angle. So I Yeah, think yeah, yeah. If you're a right-handed thrower, you want it to be coming – from the right the, side, because when it leaves your hand, it's kind of like this. So then I think it kind of lifts it back up and has it sail okay. a little bit more. So, yeah. So it's kind of like riding that as like a wave.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It's like a plane taking if, off.
0: Yeah. Whereas if it's coming from behind you, it kind of shoots it down a little bit more.
1: Okay. Is that because that's, that's what of. I,
0: what I believe, like, I, I think. I'm not a physicist by any means.
1: Well, I mean, that would make sense if every coach has told you that those are the best wins. It's got to be for a reason, right? Yeah. Because even on, like, a great throw, won't there be some oscillation in the disc, right? Like, it'll.
0: No, I mean, if it's a really good throw, there really shouldn't shouldn't be that much oscillation. Okay. Yeah, if, if you're coming if you're if you get a good like finger flick on it it should just like
1: perfect barely, spin.
0: I mean it's probably going to have a little tiny bit but mm-hmm. it should be like just move yeah. sail
1: Yeah. Yeah, no that is kind of uh counterintuitive because you'd think that you would want a tailwind to push it. Uh yeah. but that makes sense, right? Cuz you have I mean I think of the design of a um the wing of a plane. It's basically yeah. the same thing. You know, um, and those things get lift going into the wind. Yeah. You know, so that's cool though. Um, yeah, I don't know how long he's going to be out here, but he, uh, I thought it was pretty cool that he decided to go to, uh, to the UK. Yeah. For school.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. That's, I wanted to do that. I was looking at schools in London. Um, There's one in like France, but primarily the UK um, for for grad school, because I thought that would be a really cool place to live, because I've always the only place that I've been that's out of the country is like Central America. And that was for like a week or so. Yeah. Um, So living outside, I've lived like tons of different places. In America, but. You know, never abroad. So, I was like I'll probably if I don't do it then I'll probably never get the chance, but who knows? Maybe I'll get a job yeah, somewhere.
0: That's the same with me. I mean, I've only been I've only been to Mexico once. I actually I've been to Canada, but you can't really count that cuz Canada's just like the little
1: it's like little right brother there. of America. Yeah. Um, I think they're better than us.
0: Yeah, they think so, but they're not. <laughs> um but, yeah, I've always wanted to go out, you know, Europe. I really want to yeah. go to Japan.
1: I would love to go that's to like Japan.
0: One, that's the one thing I've always wanted to go. Yeah, I sound kind of like a dumb wee-boo kid, but <laughs> it just seems like such a cool place to go.
1: Yeah, no, I would love to go. And I I particularly, particularly love places that like just have old shit, you know? And basically every other country besides America has like old stuff, you know, because, I mean, all the other stuff that was like really old here, like we basically like erased, you know? Yeah. And uh, I guess some of the other like the Native American populations and like, I guess the who came from the land bridge from, you know, to the Americas like the I can't remember what they were called, but basically from the Arctic, like people came from the Arctic over the land bridge, like when it was still there from the last ice age, like humans came here and there's like not a whole lot of building going on. Right. But there's just not that much old stuff and it's like artifacts. Whereas you go to like freaking, Oh, thank you for the follow. Somebody just followed me. Um, Like what I think Oxford is even is like older than our country. It dates back yeah. to like the 900s, you know? Yeah. Which is insane. Older. Yeah. <laughs> when I was living in Rhode Island, there was a church there. Um, that was had that had been founded in like 1630 something. Um, which is like, it blows my mind. So it predates yeah. like the country essentially, you know? but i love that stuff old stuff yeah. so um and i remember seeing this thing on twitter about uh what was it it was like a, a, a like a pot sticker place that was next to a this ancient temple temple in japan that had been serving people since like the bc era cuz travelers would go to this temple for like For centuries, right? And they had been this uh, place had been operating basically for centuries, you know? it's like this one place serving, like, these noodles or these, like, little dumplings or something like that for hundreds and hundreds of years. You know? Wow.
0: Are we recording? Yep. We did it again. You should have done this
1: podcast. Idiots. (laughs) We did it again. We're 13 minutes in, though. Um, fine. Yeah. So, I mean, let's just hit it now. Um, yeah. God, I can't believe we did that. I just was—I was going through the run-through and I was checking in, and then I started talking to you, and it totally just slipped my mind. Ugh. fine. We're just—we're
0: having conversation, you know. Yeah. We forget things. Yeah. You need to have like a have like a uh, little checklist audio check video check remember introductions
1: <laughs> yeah i know right oh man well in any case we can do it now uh yeah you want to start how do we want to do this i mean i guess we should just like no know. You know? yeah yep it will be you know this is a place where people can come hang out listen to conversation catch in catch up with uh you know with what's going on, you know, it yeah. doesn't always have to be about serious things, sometimes it's just an escape, and that's exactly. all. So, all right, that's good. We can work with that, we can. So, and that way we can go back to this, rewatch it, see what we said, and stick with that. Yeah, so I like it. Uh, what were we talking about before? God, I can't believe we forgot.
0: The uh, <clears throat> I believe we were talking about old stuff.
1: Old stuff. Oh, yeah. Old stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you were talking about wanting to go to Japan. I would love to go there, too. It'd be awesome. Um,
0: Speaking of Japan, uh, dude, I'm really excited for the uh, uh, new Nintendo Switch. I've been reading some articles,
1: some leaked articles and stuff (laughs) (laughs) about the the new Nintendo Switch coming out. (laughs) I did not think that's where you were going to go. You said Japan, and you said I was like, "Oh, he's going to mention the Olympics," and then you just went completely this way about the Nintendo Switch.
0: You know, you know, my mind goes goes two separate ways. It goes track and field. I think about that about twenty five percent of the day, and then the other twenty five percent of the day, it's video games, and the other fifty percent is just poop and stuff like that. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, I haven't been reading much about uh, the new Switch. What's it, the Switch Pro? Yeah. right? I've seen stuff on Twitter, tweets and whatnot about it. Um, there's not a whole lot of stuff coming out. I mean, because they're keeping under lock and key, pretty
0: pretty much. But uh, right, you know, there's some some leaked like concept images of it, and uh, kind of, I think we know kind of what the specs are. I mean, I'm not quite sure off the top of my head what what they are, but I mean, some pretty good. I think it's like supposed to run 4K on TV, and uh, on this like the screen itself, it's supposed to be like a OLED screen. Really? But, yeah, better. I think processor and and RAM and stuff like that. So dang, a little bit more next gen.
1: Do they have any uh, like images of what it might look like? Yeah, they
0: do. Like I believe that I they're like concept this. images. Switch like it's pretty Pro. cool. It's uh the screen is pretty like slim. Like mm-hmm. the screen to edge ratio is pretty small, which is kinda cool.
1: Oh yeah, that is nice. Let's see. Oh yeah, that's cool. That thing's awesome looking, man. I still don't even have I, I should have bought a switch so long ago when I didn't really have I mean I don't have that many expenses now but I had even less like when I was in the military yeah it's like I was I was getting paid and then I was sitting in a room meals were being paid by well you and everybody else and you yeah. know <laughs> so yeah, you're welcome <laughs> thanks man I appreciate that thank you for your for your, for your service to me um uh but yeah i was like i i you know i couldn't bring myself to do it i was thinking about it because i was just bored i didn't have anything to do and uh i didn't because it was like 200 bucks and i'm still very like much like a penny pincher i could be like jeff bezos and like still spending a hundred dollars would be like like do i am i sure i want to buy this exactly you know but then again, I'm not Jeff Bezos money. So maybe who knows what I would freaking think or how yeah. I would operate. Um, but yeah, I would love to get one. I still would like to get a like at least a switch or a, a, yeah. the the light. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. James. Uh,
0: James has the light <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the light is really cool. I just the one thing is I actually play mine a lot on the TV Okay. Probably like 50% of the time in the light, Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't connect it to the TV.
1: Is that the only difference?
0: Um, I, I mean, I believe there are some like better things about it. Like, I think the battery life is a little bit better on it. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, it's pretty much the same. Like the the controllers don't disconnect. It's just like one single piece of machinery.
1: Yeah, I've used uh I've used it a couple times the the switch light. Um yeah. and that's honestly all I would want. Of course, now they're doing yard work outside. Hold on a second. Um and that's basically all I would want. Like I have my, you know, my console, my Xbox for gaming if I want to game on a console, and then I have my PC that I game with. Um Yeah. I would just want to be able to take stuff somewhere. So having like the switch where I could like take it off and put it on a TV kind of just seems overkill for what I would need. So I wouldn't need one. But it's like I do love that concept, being able to take it with you. Because I remember even uh, Edgar when – I mean other people would do it too. And like when we would travel for meets and stuff, he would take his Xbox with him everywhere. Like he'd be gone for like – two days he'd take his xbox you know i think uh jordan would bring his um he had a uh you know a cube a, a cube or a 64 that he would bring you know especially on the longer trips too you know yeah so like that's necessary but he brought it like every weekend and i was like once that thing's hooked up for me like i'm so like i hate setting things up yeah i hate it so once it's done like like my PC it needs a new uh needs a new part, but I have all this stuff set up, like the camera set up, the lights are here, and I'm like Ugh. I don't wanna mess with that ever again. <laughs> like it's just such a it's gonna be such a pain when I have to do it. Um but yeah, no, I love that that idea of having something that you could just take with you and then pop it yeah. up on a TV.
0: It is really nice that it's you know, it has the options to, like, take it with you mm-hmm. or stay home on the TV, you know. But they have, like, different models for each one. Yeah. You know, that is that is really cool.
1: Yeah. And I think that's how, uh, I don't know, I just, I love that's how Nintendo has gone. I think that they'll stay that way for a while. Like, I don't see them making, like, another thing like the N64 where it's, like, an pure console, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, What would be really cool now that people are getting into or corporations are doing a lot more um, like cloud gaming, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, what Amazon has. Amazon, uh, Google, Luna. Luna, that's, that's, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. There's Luna. And then I also have Xbox Game Pass, which is really great games comp come on it like every month um and you can download them they stay for a particular amount of time um and you just download them there directly on the uh on the app you know like i hated the fact that like there was nothing like that for games there was netflix you know there's netflix hulu like you have this app and you don't have to download anything. You just download the app and all that stuff is there. Like why can't you have that for for video games? You know, yeah. the the ability to have this app on your computer where all the information is stored through their servers and their computers and then I don't have to worry about space on my PC. You know what I mean? Like and that's where if you're not getting into that as a corporation, like gaming corporation or Microsoft or Amazon or whatever, like you're going to miss out. Cause the gaming yeah. market is like massive. It's huge. huge. I think it's, I think it's like one of
0: the biggest entertainment.
1: Um, it is. It's, it's, it's nearly, it's nearly as big as if you were to combine the music industry and the film industry. Um, the gaming industry is not far behind. Both of those combined, yeah, it's over two hundred billion. So in twenty twenty alone, in the beginning of twenty twenty, the market was evaluated to be worth around a hundred and like sixty billion dollars, and then that number had been re there was it was reestimated like three times. It's like one hundred and seventy. Or 160 something by uh, November and then 174 by the end of the year. And that was like in November or something like that. Like both those numbers, 160, 174 were like October, November. And then now certainly it's over 200 billion. Yeah. You know, it's just insane how big it's gotten. Massive. Mm -hmm. So, and I... I talk about this a lot in my uh, my MBA program because we're talk- talking about business, right? And where things are going to be going and how, uh, you know, it will be in the future. And you see things like Cyberpunk 2077, where you have Keanu Reeves on the cover and he's a part of the game. You have uh, like, what's that game? The Last of Us that's being made into an HBO series. Uh, Uncharted is being made into a film with Tom Holland, and I think Mark Wahlberg. Um, basically, like they're trying to combine all that stuff, you know. And I think that they'll try and push more content and more games and entertainment that kind of cross that boundary, you know. Because now everybody's at home, so it's like I can't go to the movies. But what if we made like you know I don't know some movie company made a game. That was essentially like, you know, I don't know, just getting more into that market.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, like, oh, we're going to fund this thing and we're going to have like, I don't know, Keanu Reeves or all these heavy hitters that are part of this game with this story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where I see it kind of going. But of course, now things are starting to open up. So that could always change too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, you can we have a Nintendo to thank for all that. They're the originators for the video game movie with the Super Mario movie. <sighs> you ever see that?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, with that John, I
0: John Goodman and
1: uh who else was in it?
0: John Lazario
1: or John Leguizamo?
0: Is that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he played Luigi I'm pretty sure. Okay. okay. Well, was John Goodman? I think John Goodman was like Bowser or something like that. Was he? And then the uh, Mario is some Italian guy, I don't know. But yeah, great movie. Really good movie.
1: I liked it. <laughs> um, quick question just to do a sound check. How loud is that uh lawnmower? Can you hear it? No, I can't hear it at all. You can't hear it at all? All right, cool. No. We like that. Um so the the background noise filter I guess is doing its job. Um Nice. Yeah. No, I uh I actually like that movie. I thought it was even now, even if it's bad it's still good. Yeah. You There's know, a lot of movies like that. Yeah. I feel like that. Like Street Fighter. Uh what was I've seen the, the other Street Fighter? I saw it once and I think it was when it like came out, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> I don't remember much of it. Um, and then of course, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. But was, uh, was Mario the first movie to be made from a gang? Uh
0: I mean, it was probably one of the first, I don't think, I don't think it was the first. I was just saying that. Okay. But, uh, I don't know. Probably not. I'm probably an idiot.
1: Well, well, we all are. Give me one second. Hold (laughs) on. You may not be able to hear, but I definitely can. I mean, not to complain about landscapers, but, uh, they're here all the time. They're here like every Wednesday. Saturday. Like I don't even know. I don't know when they're here. Like sometimes it changes. They're here Wednesday. Yeah. Sometimes you're here Friday. They're here today. Um, but I think it's just people changing up when they're getting their their lawns mowed. Yeah. So I think we have ours done on Friday. And then it would be intuitive to, you know, you'd think that everybody would be like, oh, we're just, everybody that's here we will do it Wednesday. But, because everybody basically uses the same, like, landscaper here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd think that they'd want to do it all on the same day, but, you know, who knows? I'm not, I don't, I don't make the schedule. I don't make the rules. <sighs> nice. But yeah, I can never tell. It's like, oh yeah, I could do this and be on this call and they won't be here and then they show up and it's like they're right outside the window i'm like oh my gosh come on so anyways um yeah that's uh i think where things are going to be you'll make a lot of money like corporations just getting into cloud gaming and um because as that market grows, the video game market grows, like people are going to want to like get in on that. Right. It's like money to be made. So the longer that the video game market keeps growing or as long as it keeps growing, people are going to want to get a piece of the pie. Yeah.
0: You know, it's, it's interesting with the cloud gaming because you know, they Google pushed it so hard with the stadia Mm -hmm. when it first came out and then it it had some some difficulties at launch, I believe, with like connectivity, yeah, issues to the server, things like that. Um, and then it just kind of like wasn't pushed as hard, you know. Yeah. I barely hear. I didn't even know what the Luna was until I went on Amazon and I saw this control. I'm like, whoa, that's kind of a cool controller. Like, yeah. I wonder if I can get that for the Xbox or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's like a totally different controller like Mm -hmm. i thought it was like an amazon like basic controller and i was like whoa if it's like cheap try to check it out but
1: i was like i was wondering um i haven't seen it too much uh i'd have to take a look at the at the controller again to to see but um yeah you there's like this we i remember talking about this to uh people in my class like in marketing and uh, people have this like stigma like if uh mcdonald's were to start getting into i don't know making like chocolate bars or i don't know some off brand something that's not mcdonald's right yeah like people were like what the hell like what is why are you making this like this is not you stick to burgers And, you know, shakes and fries. Um, So Amazon and Google trying to get into gaming, although they are a computer company and software companies, and a lot of their revenue comes from those uh, like Amazon cloud services or Amazon web services, Google cloud, even though that they have the power to do those things, people still like when you ask somebody about Google, what does Google do? They'll say, oh, Google search. Yeah. Or what does Amazon do? What's like Amazon like Oh, you know, it's a marketplace online. It's where I buy my groceries and buy everything else actually. Um, But they don't think of it as like, oh, they're the uh, computing company, software, storage, database, whatever. Um, So you have those innovators like Google that are doing like Google Stadia for these like game companies or game, you know, uh, what's it? The, word i'm looking for because i'm an idiot um ventures you know like oh we want to get into cloud gaming and uh amazon wants to do it too but they don't see people don't see it as their bread and butter right so yeah. they're like the early adopters will be a part of it and then it'll kind of stagnate and then once it starts to grow like that's why i think uh game pass Or if PlayStation did their own thing, Sony did like a cloud computing or cloud gaming thing, um, they'll have a better time getting into it and have a much better start because they're known for gaming. You know, when you think like, what does Microsoft do? A lot of people will say Xbox or a lot of people say like Word or like business services. And the same thing for like Sony, you know? Like, what does Sony do? It's like, I bet you PlayStation will be on the top, like one of those top two, you know? So I think they'll have a much easier time getting into it than something like Google. Um, but once it takes off, um, all they really need to do is like do something really, really good. Like just one thing. Like, yeah. I don't think if, if Halo hadn't worked out, I don't think Microsoft be, would be a part of gaming. That is that is probably true. You know? Um, the, the fact that Halo was such like like it transcends gaming now, you know, like even people that don't play, like if you say Master Chief, um, they might know about it. You know? But that's all they really need. Is they just need one thing. Like Google just needs a game or something to work out really well to get people in on it. Well,
0: and then also I think uh Microsoft would have been like I think Microsoft like changed gaming for the better with like online play cuz like yeah. you, know, you know I had a PS2 growing up and I never knew that you could go online with it. I never knew that you could plug in an ethernet cord. Yeah. And like play online like Star Wars Battlefront 2, but I only knew you could do it with Xbox. Like I knew going over to my friend's house we could play online Halo. Uh-huh over there and it wasn't until like i was in high school that i figured out that you could plug in the ps2 go online so you know yeah you're i think you're exactly right people do like one thing correct and microsoft changed the game with the online play you know really like streamlined it made it more efficient Mm -hmm. um as well as like being able to talk to other people and shit like that.
1: Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I said that about Halo and Microsoft. Um, I hadn't really ever thought about that before, but like us talking about that, you know, if again, like if Halo hadn't worked out, like Microsoft wouldn't be a part of it, um, wouldn't be gaming. And, you know, they did kind of change the game with, uh, like, that online play, which is huge. Now, it's like, if, if you don't have a game that's online, then it's kind of, like, it's kind of whack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even the role-playing games are online. Like, GTA, which was just an open-world game. You just do the, the story, and you could do whatever else. Like, they made that online. That was already, like... I don't know. It's, like, seems to be... That's how you... People want to interact, but they don't want to, like... Yeah. You know, World of Warcraft. I remember my first introduction into like online gameplay and multiplayer was do you remember unreal tournament yes yeah dude unreal tournament was like my favorite game i would play that game so much when i was a kid and i didn't again i didn't know that you could play it online until uh like we i think i've i don't even think we had internet like when i had the game at first um, yeah. I don't think we had internet at that time, but once we got started with internet and I was like, "Oh, I could try playing. Like I'm pretty good at this game and I can go online. It's literally, it was just a spawn kill. I would get into the game, die immediately, get into the game, I'd spawn back in, die immediately. Get it. And that happened. And I don't think I ever played online a game after that for like years. So I was like, yeah. this is enough. I, what am I going to do? You know, I was like, <laughs> so it was just, uh, it was so difficult, man. Um, but yeah i uh i loved it it was a good uh those are good times like when you're a kid yeah playing with um you know those like unreal tournament what was the other one quake doom too um, yeah
0: i liked i didn't have any of those i mean you know, i'd go over to my my buddy's house and mm-hmm. play unreal and halo too but uh i actually didn't i was like My family wasn't, like, religious, but my mom was very strict and said I could not play rated M games until I was 17. So I, like, didn't have any rated M games until I was, like, in high school. But my first introduction was the 360. I got my first 360 back in high school. And Halo 3, that was, like, that was my introduction to, like, true gaming. I used to play, like, Need for Speed and Madden and stuff like that, but uh, God, those are like the good nights. You know, you go over to a buddy's house, you get a you get a pack of Dew, like a thirty six pack, uh, a dozen of donuts, some zebra cakes, and oh uh, yeah, and just play Halo Three or even like ODST and do the fire, uh, oh fire the fire team, team whatever, yeah. We would play that until like five o'clock in the morning, man.
1: land parties up on do yeah man yeah i would uh we so when i was in high school uh we decided to get a a projector and we hooked that up to the xbox and we would do the projector like onto the wall yeah so rather than have like this tiny little uh tv or just a regular tv because it's like you once you have like more than two people like three people. It's like, especially with three people, it's not fair because one person gets the top half of the screen and then the other two, like, get the bottom. Like it's like, little, yeah. yeah. I can't see. That's why you got me. This is not fair. Let me be player one, you know? And so then you get, like, the four little pieces and everybody's like this, and then you get people freaking out about, you know, looking on the other side of the screen or at other people's, you know, area of the screen. You got to deal with that. So we we're like, let's just get a projector, put that up yeah. on the on the wall, and it was great. I loved it, oh, yeah, and we would play Halo, and my brother was always like my brother's like a lot older than me, so he was just way better, like he'd been playing it longer, and he just would destroy me, yeah, you know, yeah, I was never good
0: at good at those kinds of games. I'm still not very good at those kinds of games, but I love playing them, yeah. And, yeah, uh, I, you know, it was a game changer when <clears throat> I never wore glasses in high school and then and then in college I was like, maybe I should go get my eyes checked. And uh and then that took my gaming to the next level. To the tippy top a pair of glasses, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: You know, see everything in 4K. More.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, I I think I need glasses for sure. I was watching 1000 Pound Sisters last night which is my new guilty pleasure. Actually, I'm not guilty about it. Um, I love that show. I can't can't help but watch it. And here's the thing. I only watch it when I'm eating. Like last night, I was watching Thousand Pound Sisters, like criticizing them for all their freaking choices. Meanwhile, I'm literally sitting on the couch with an entire thing of gelato, and I ate the whole freaking thing. And I'm sitting there like, look at these freaking idiots. They can't get their lives straight. They're eating all this food. You can't be eating all that. It's so bad for you. No wonder you have diabetes. Meanwhile, I'm like consuming ten thousand grams of sugar in one sitting. So, but that's yeah,
0: that's a that's a that's a great show. I you know I haven't seen an episode, so I probably shouldn't say it's great I actually haven't seen a full episode. But uh, I have seen lots
1: of clips, and they are hilarious they really are they're like the two sisters are really charismatic and they're like funny as hell and i love watching them um but then you also are reminded of uh the the bigger sister uh tammy yeah tammy is um like 600 and something pounds And she can bear, like she's in season one, she could still move, she could still walk. Um, But she was like, I think, I don't know, just under 600 pounds or something like, like, I I can't remember what she was, but she was still able to like move around and then she lost all this weight. Um, And then she blames it on COVID. Uh, She was like really close to getting uh, her weight loss surgery. Um, mm-hmm. and somebody in the chat said, "This podcast is taking quite the turn." Um, we went from talking about gaming, cloud services, and now we're talking about the the slate and systems. It, it's one just
0: top. you know anything that we're we're like goldfish, man. Our attention span is about ten seconds, so we'll talk about something for a little tiny bit, and then it leads us to a totally separate subject. You know, yeah, that's just how we think. That's okay. how it is. You know, we don't have like strong opinions on anything. So we can't talk about a single thing for more than like five, five minutes at the most. So, you know, just get ready for this this content. This is how it is. is Great content.
1: Oh, yeah. And this is also like new um, for the listeners. I don't know how to operate between talking to you and doing this podcast thing. And then I also have people in the chat like saying things, um, you know, saying what's up or Like I don't have, I'm not gonna keep going back to the chat and talking to you. But uh, you know, I am watching it. I am seeing you guys, and I appreciate everybody that's here right now. We both do watching. Um, But yeah, that that's another disclaimer. So if you're still here listening, uh, we're looking at the comments. But uh, (laughs) I don't know how to operate. I'm not gonna answer everything or say what's up to everybody while we're having this conversation. But uh, Kyle. You remember Kyle from Concordia? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: He used to play basketball with him, dude. Dude's yeah. an awesome
1: guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's here. He said, what's up? He said, hey, hey, hey. Oh! Um, but he, he was the one that said, this podcast is taking quite the turn. Um, But that's, you're exactly right. We're like goldfish flies the tension span that lasts about 0.2 seconds. Yeah. You know? I'm like, ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> um. And then Jessica says, "Maybe we need a moderator. That might be, maybe,
0: maybe you know. You know once we start getting to like uh, Joe Rogan level, <laughs> once we start getting in the billions, maybe we should talk about getting a moderator.
1: Oh yeah, and then we can have a guy that's just our our Google searcher. Yeah, bring 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 that up. Bring that. Put that up on the screen. You know. Um. But yeah. Anyways, that that show like she." Tammy Slayton, the the bigger sister, she can barely walk now. She lost all this weight. She was really close to getting the surgery. And then COVID happened. And she blamed COVID on her weight gain. COVID happened. She gained basically all the weight back. And then she went back to the doctor. And the doctor was like, look, COVID probably didn't really affect your lifestyle. You You said yourself you hadn't been out of the house in like six years. So, which is also an insane thing to think about. Like, not really leaving your house.
0: That's like ultimate quarantine. That's quarantine on steroids right there. Yeah,
1: that's just crazy to me. Um, and then now she started to gain even more weight and just like, she can barely move, man. And it's it's no longer like getting to the point where it's like, oh man, it's like kind of comical seeing these sisters interact and talk to other. But it's like at least they're... Doing good work and they're losing the weight. Now it's like nothing's kind of funny anymore because it's like she can barely walk. Like she couldn't even get up one stair. I'm like, dude, she's going to freaking die, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't imagine. I mean, and I basically I was like, she's basically a power lifter. You imagine walking around with 600 pounds every single day? No, I
0: can't. Like, you know. You know, I thought I was big, you know, I'm like hitting like the like 270 and I'm like, oh man, I got to start like losing a little bit of this yeah. COVID weight and, but I couldn't imagine
1: being that big and That's moving around and stuff, man. My, my body naturally like just sits at, like if I didn't work out or do anything, I'm usually around like 190. Yeah. Um. I think we're like 185, 190, which is like pretty light for me because I'm taller. Um, So when I start to get like heavier, like even in college, I was like 190. I think the heaviest I had been in college was like 200. Um, But once I start like gaining a little bit of weight, like my body doesn't feel as quick. And I hate that feeling of like not being able to move around. Yeah, you know, I'm like not as fast up the stairs. And it's also probably because I'm not like sprinting anymore, or doing any like fast movement like I did in in college, um, or like you too. Even throwers like that's pretty quick movement, you know. Yeah. And if you stop throwing, like you're just not as like agile, you know. Kind of lose it. Um, yeah, a little bit. So like I can still like I still sprint up the the hill. Like we have a long street right here. It's on a slight incline and i do sprints up those um or i do jump rope too mm-hmm. i like doing that but it's like i don't know sometimes i get to the point where i'm like i just feel like i can't move so i can't even imagine like the heaviest i've been in a while was like 2 i think i was like 212 and i was trying to get up to yeah. 225 i've never been heavier than like 214 i think i was the heaviest i was i ever was And so I really want to get up to like 225, like 250 even. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like eating for me is so hard. Like I get to a point where I eat during the day if I'm trying to gain weight and I'm like, "Ah, that's enough. That's enough for me. Especially good food. Like I could eat ice cream and candy all day long. That's easy. But like food that's going to actually help me. Yeah. So it's just that's hard for me.
0: See that's that's complete opposite for me. You could put like a uh, a whole rotisserie chicken in front of me, and I'll carve it up, yeah. eat it up, make a burrito, eat the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I gotta, you know, that's the uh, it's like hard because uh, you know as a thrower, you're like you eat a lot. Yeah, you back have to. In college, like back in college, I was like eating. Dude, we would go through those like Winco five dozen eggs in like a week. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's probably not a whole lot to like some people, but, you know, I was eating like six eggs, a couple slices of toast, you know, like a half a potato for breakfast. And then I'd get those big old bags of frozen chicken and I'd have like two chicken breasts and like a cup of rice for dinner, and some sandwich for lunch. Like Yeah. And then if I was like, do that now, I'll have like two eggs and a slice of toast. i like, ooh, that's enough for me.
1: <laughs> uh, ooh. Yeah. I, uh, we constantly have eggs in this house because there's – well, one, there's a lot of people in the house. But um, yeah. that's what I was eating a lot of when I was like really pushing on a weight gain. Um, and I've noticed that I hit plateaus. Like I get to a certain point where my body just doesn't want to get heavier. You know, like I hit like 195, and it took me so long to, uh, cause when I got out of the military, I was like really out of shape. I couldn't work out and I couldn't do anything cause my back was so messed up. Yeah. And so it took me a really long time of doing just like body weight stuff. Um, and like really light kettlebell stuff to even get to the point where I could like lift heavier things. Um, and I wasn't going to be eating so much because I was already like a little, like, like super out of shape. So I wanted to like make sure that my input was like less than my output. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started getting stronger, and uh, we would have like so many eggs in this house. And that's what I'd have every morning. I would have like at least three eggs in the morning, a couple things of toast, and then it got to the point where I was like. Sometimes I would have four or five eggs Um, and I would get up to like 195 and then it took me like months, like almost two months to get from 195 to like 200 and then I stuck it around like 200 um, for like a month and it took me like a little bit longer to get up to 205 and then I was at 205 for a while and then I would wake up. there would be times where I would wake up at 2.05, you know? And I'm like, okay, I'm like a solid 2.05 now. Because there'd be times throughout the day, like 2.05, and at the end of the night, I'm 2.10 or 2.11. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there'd be times where I'd wake up at like 2.08, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting there. But it's like, it's so difficult for me to gain weight. Because with how busy I am during school, (sighs) once I get to a point where I'm super busy, I forget to eat like i'll have coffee in the morning and maybe like a bagel and then i won't eat again that's at like eight or nine in the morning and then i won't eat again until like four yeah and i'm like freak no wonder i feel like crap
0: yeah dude that's the same like working with uh with jesse right now doing the hardwood floors like you know i don't have to get up like super early i'll get up Mm -hmm. at like seven and then i usually leave the house eight eight fifteen sometimes and uh But sometimes I just like I have a late night and then I get up. I'm like, dude, I don't really want to have like make breakfast. So like I won't have breakfast or I'll have like a protein bar or something. And then most of the time we're like so busy or we're trying to get this job done that I just like don't eat lunch or like I'll have like little snacks, like a little handful of almonds or something like that. And then by the end of the day, like I just feel so drained because I'm like sweat, especially right now because it's so hot up here. Yeah. Well, like a gallon, I'm drinking like six liters of water. I'm like sweating gallons of water at the same time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and then at the end of the day, I just like devour food and then I feel like shit when I go to bed. I'm like, oh, okay. so, you know, you finding that good balance of like waking up, eating a little something and then just like eating throughout the day. Yep. So you're not, that's my biggest thing. And I'm starting to do that now but
1: yeah I feel you yeah and I've gotten to the point now like I uh I got really busy during finals week and so there were two weeks where I didn't work out at all um but I was on or I'm still on uh juggernaut training system uh Chad mm-hmm. Wesley Smith um I don't know who that is so you don't know who Chad Wesley Smith is I figured you would as no. a uh, as a thrower. Um so Chad Wesley Smith, I think he went to uh USC, but he was a uh, shot putter. Uh and then he started doing it and he was like solid uh thrower. And then he was then started doing uh powerlifting afterwards. And now he's like one of the top powerlifters. Um I don't know how much he competes now, but when he was like heavy into competing um, he had like, like nine hundred pound squat or something like that, oh. like like some serious stuff. But he has a uh, his company Juggernaut Training Systems has a uh, an app. It's a powerlifting AI, and you just mm-hmm. put in your numbers where you're at, and you have like a check in system, check in and readiness uh, system that you do like how you slept, how you ate, how you feel, like how do your chest, shoulders, and whatever feel like on a scale of one to five, how do your, uh, quads feel? Um, like, how does your lower back feel? Um, and it gives you a readiness thing and then it basically, uh, adjusts your training schedule for the day from there. So, okay. You put that's, in your, that's nice. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. And it, um, there've been times where I'll do the readiness check-in and like my readiness, it's like, how does your back feel? It's like, a one cause it's super sore. How do your quads feel? It's like a two because of the workout before. Um, like just recently, like I took two weeks off, not on purpose, but because I was so busy. Um, by the time I like had time to work out, I was so tired and exhausted and it was late at night. And I was like, I'm just going to bed. Um, so there's two weeks where I didn't work out and I did the readiness check-in and it was like, you might want to take like this day off because of how you feel. You know, because I've been sitting in a chair all day. I'm like, I feel like junk. They're like, take today off. But I was like, so it takes those things into account. Um, But I basically just started up with the, uh, the program where I left off. And like before I took those two weeks off, I did like a set of five on back squat for like 275, which is the heaviest I've done in a long time. Yeah. Um, and especially with how my back has been like, I'm, I'm, you know, very happy with that, <laughs> you know, which is like, before I injured my back, like I was doing like, cause I did Smolov before and I was just like crushing it on back squats and I was like making really good progress. And now it's like, I'm, I'm actually happy that I can get to a point where I'm getting to be that strong again after my back injury yeah so but yeah it's a uh it's a solid program yeah um,
0: that's something like uh you know I, I got my degree in exercise science so i've always like kind of made my own programs and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that but uh i was doing when the gyms opened back up a couple of months ago now or a few months ago now i started this one and it was something that justin got me on Actually, it was one of my old athletes mm-hmm. that was friends with me and Justin, and it was you start out with three sets of 10, and you start just like with a weight, and then each you do three three workouts a week at that weight,
1: mm-hmm.
0: three sets of 10, and then you go up 10 pounds each week, and then after the fourth week, you go up an, another 10 pounds, or you stay that weight you go up a set, so four sets of ten. Okay. And then, and then you go up ten more pounds, to five, six, seven, eight, and then it ends on five sets of ten. And so I'm still kind of doing that. So in you're increasing part.
1: intensity and volume as you go.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so I crazy. started pretty. I did. I started pretty light. I started with like 225. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm up to 285 for four sets of ten. That's and, solid. Uh, yeah it, it feels pretty good like i'm able to move weight pretty easy yeah. easier now um but uh it takes a lot out of you especially like yeah you know installing a floor all day and then having mm-hmm. to go do that except that for that that's
1: for bench or for squat for your squat okay yeah i mean yeah. sets of 10s on squat is freaking it's brutal hard. yeah yeah um That's how I was, uh, before I I was doing my own thing. Um, before I went on the juggernaut training, uh, program, uh, I like doing, I was programming for myself, but it just takes so much off the plate when you have somebody else do it. You know, like I don't have to worry about it. And this app is like really great. It's like 27 bucks a month. So it's not terrible. Um, but I did a uh, I did Smolov for bench, like before I started this uh, Juggernaut training, and mm-hmm. um, I and that's basically I don't know if you've ever done Smolov or if you know what it is. So, I don't know what it is. Okay, so I'll explain it. So Smolov is a like Russian system that is designed to like give you like a massive increase in a short period of time, um, mm-hmm. and it's mainly for bench or, uh, sorry for, for squat. So the, uh, you have an introduction week where you do like something really, really light. It's at like 60%. Like you take your maximum, um, and it's tells you to start off at like 70%, 75%. But what you really want to do is like 65%. So if you're starting off it you know, the program says 75%, like you should really do like 65 or seven percent, um, because the volume is just insane. But your first week is like you do, um, like, I think, what is it? Uh, the introduction week is, um, like two sets of like seven, three sets of five, and then one set of three. And you do that three times a week for, I think two weeks, one week or two weeks, and then after that, you have your uh, your introduction phase. You have your like first phase, and like you squat four days a week. The first day is um, f- what is it? Four sets of ten. Second day is uh, like three sets of eight, and then the next one is five sets of seven third one is seven sets of five and then the fourth day is 10 sets of three and then each week so it's kind of like the one that you did um and then each week you increase the weight uh five to ten pounds um so if you start at 200 you know um oh and then throughout the week you're increasing weight so if you do like five sets of 10 at like 200 you're uh four sets of eight is going to be at like, um, two 15 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then you add five sets or a five to 10 pounds on each, uh, day for each week. Um, and I got to the point where I was like, I can't remember the last time I did it. The last time I did, it was, uh, at Concordia, but I did like, I was doing like, 300 pounds for like five sets of seven wow. you know and that was like that was like the worst day like those five sets of seven or seven sets of five were like the two worst days because mm-hmm. it's like i can handle like four sets of 10 because you do like your first one you're like okay i'm basically there and it's light enough to where it's not too much of a struggle it's just a little tiring mm-hmm. and then those 10 sets of three it's like just a quick triple and you're done you know, and you could take the time in between, but like those five of seven just destroy you. Yeah. Um, and then they have one for bench too. It's a modified one. Um, the set and rep scheme is a tad bit different. Um, but I did that and like I had never really benched more than two twenty-five because i never really focused You're just on weak, bench. A weak human. Yeah. I'm just a weak boy, you know. <laughs> I was never good at bench anyways. Like my arms are so long that like whenever we benched in college, I would always have like, like bad problems with my shoulder and nobody ever taught me how to bench, you know? So I was like benching like this, you know, Mm -hmm. and I would always mess up my shoulders. And then once I finally learned how to do it, took the time to like actually look up proper technique is when I got better. And I would incorporate a lot more, uh, dumbbells, but, I'd like I had never done more than two twenty five and I did that program on Small and I did like by the end of it like I tripled like two forty five. And it was like a quick one. You know. Yeah. So that's like super that's great for me, you know. And I don't have a bench here at the house, so now I just do military press. So but it's a right. it's a solid program. Yeah, I just wrote it down. Sounds interesting. Try yeah. to
0: figure that. Try to change up after this, after this lifting cycle. Something new. Yeah.
1: How much longer do you have on your uh, cycle right now on your program?
0: Just a few more weeks. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been taking taking some time off in between, so it's making these workouts a little bit harder. But.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I like about uh the um Juggernaut one is you do like four or five weeks um, and then you have a deload. Yeah. And then four or five weeks of increasing volume and intensity and then a deload. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting to like, I have a test week this week. So I have to do a, like a test. I think it's a set of four on back squat. So, I mean, I did a set of five at 275. I would like to go heavier for the set of four, but I also took like two weeks off and I don't, that's like, you know, we'll see. Yeah. But um, I recommend it. Look at that or the Smolov one too. And if you do Smolav, uh squat, like you're not doing anything else. Like I would do some pull-ups and some like bicep stuff. But you're not doing like if you're doing that program on its like, like on the whole, you don't really do anything else. Cause you're going to be so like wasted, like in the beginning, you (laughs) might feel really good. Um, to where you're like, Oh, I could do some, like I'll do a couple of power cleans or this or that. Um, but you want to save that for like the end of the week. And I think after like week six, um, it's a, a deload week or like two weeks of like, uh, like plyometrics. So you do power cleans or box jumps and all that stuff. So it incorporates that too. Okay. Um, but yeah, like that was the strongest I ever felt in my squat was uh, when I was doing small off. It just gets you comfortable squatting too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was like the, the difficult thing because when I was coaching at Concordia, we would have this uh, like staff basketball game going on mm-hmm. like once a week oh, and yeah. it was fun, but um, I ended up like spraining my ankle like really bad. Yeah um and i never really got it treated i just kind of like walked on it and because i didn't really want to know anyone to know that i like hurt myself um but you know it was fine for a little bit but now i like lost all mobility almost all mobility like there's a mobility test that you can check for like ankles and it's like you get up to a wall and you put your foot like a fist away from the wall. And mm-hmm. if you can touch your knee to the wall, then you have like decent enough mobility. I can do with my right one. I just, I can't even come anywhere close to my left one. So yeah. You just that move has been it, an man. issue. Yeah. You know, I've been trying, <clears throat> trying to strengthen it a little bit. Mm-hmm. My, I think it's just like I not using it correctly for that long time, like months. Yeah. Um, it kind of like weakened a lot of the muscles around it. Um, and so, you know, I've been researching a little bit here and there on, like, how to, like, strengthen the area around it, calf, the anterior tibialis. You know, that that's a big one. Um, yeah. But that, I had to change, like, the way I squat because, you know, I was used to doing, like, a upper, like, a high bar squat. So mm-hmm. it's more, like, functional, I guess you could say. But now it's I've had to, like, switch bar. to, like, a low bar so it kind of I don't have to use as much ankle mobility, and that yeah. it's just
1: a little bit difficult. I switched to a low bar too. Um, I actually switched to because I used to do the conventional deadlift um, and high bar squat because when we were doing a lot of power cleans and the Olympic lifts, like everything mm-hmm. has to be like completely upright. So you don't want to do any of your like. Basically, the way I was doing is like you you train the way you compete you know? And so if you're competing for Olympic weightlifts, um, or if you're trying to get like as heavy of a uh, clean possible or snatch too, like, those are things that are upright, right? So you don't yeah. want to be in a, like a low bar where you're really at an angle. Cause then it kind of changes your dynamics and the way that, you know, um, so I was squatting on high bar for a long time, but the way that my, like my legs are set up, like my hips sit at like like 45 inches like off the ground like my hips are about like the same height as a uh collegiate hurdle which is 44 inches um and so a high bar squat and with how long my legs are and how high my hips are like it just isn't the best like mechanically so i switched to a low bar and i feel way better you know, and, it's, yeah. and for the deadlift too, like conventional is good, and I do some stuff conventional, um, but sumo for my like biomechanics is just way better. It's so much easier. Like deadlifting 300 pounds um, conventional feels way heavier than it does with sumo. For yeah, me, you know, um, it just lightens the uh, the load on my back, and the uh, the range of motion is much more comfortable. Yeah, um, but I think for your ankle, man, it's just like a matter of just moving it, you know. <clears throat> yeah, because
0: I I like move it. I do like everything. I I got like a little foam pad that I like will do like balance stuff on. But I think it's just you know doing stuff like every day because there will be yeah. times where like I don't I don't do things for a while for it, mm-hmm. and, and then uh, you know I I go back. I go backwards. Yeah. But, uh,
1: I feel you. Cause you I know. do the same thing. Like I know that I should be doing my exercises and like my core work for my back every single day, <sighs> but I don't, Yeah, you know? And then I'm like, Oh, why does my back feel really? Well, it's cause you haven't been doing the stuff that you need to be doing. You idiot. Excuse me. Um, but you know, straight, that's good though. The foam pad and you know, uh, strengthening like the balance, like that's really great too. Yeah. So, and those are the things that I think about. Um, like I could just do that for like a minute, a couple times a day, you know, and that's like good enough. That's better than not doing it at all. Yeah. But then still, so I guess sometimes I still don't do it. So, but I'm excited to, I'm just happy that I can move weight again. Yeah. It is a really good feeling. Yeah. Um, cause I hate, ugh, there are times when my back hurts so bad. Um, it really, it felt like it wasn't ever going to be normal ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fact that I was like able to just start squatting again and my friend gave me a bar and like two plates so I had like 135 pounds, so I was able to like squat that, and then I got some more plates, and then I got some kettlebells. Um, so I'm I'm happy with where I'm at now, but I still want to get stronger and want to get better. Um, yeah. Do you have kettlebells?
0: I do not have kettlebells. No, Dude, I mean we have so. I, we have kettlebells at uh at the gym I go at the to. The gym you go to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Dude, that was the thing that. <clears throat> Those kettlebells, like, I got uh, a pair of each uh, 20 pounds. I got a 20 pound pair, 40 pound pair, and a 60 pound pair. And for a while, I was just following, um, if you don't know who he is, his name's Pavel Satsulini. Um He is basically the guy that brought kettlebells um, to the United States. You remember, like, oh man, this must have been like 15 years ago when everybody was like doing kettlebell. Um, workouts and like kettlebell um, uh, classes. Like that was the guy that started that craze here in America. Um, But he uh, has a book and I have the PDF too um, that I can send you. But for a while, I was like, my arms are really weak. Like everything on me was weak. And so I did the program that he had laid out and it's like, I got in such good shape really quick yeah. and I was able to like move weight around and I didn't really bench all that much cause I didn't have a bench. Um, but I would do the program that he did for the press was the test for him was to be able to press 50% of your body weight. Um, huh. so like for me, that's a hundred, basically a hundred pound press, which feeling how heavy my 60 pound kettlebell is like, I can't imagine doing another 40 pounds.
0: Oh, so be able to do like a single arm kettlebell press? Yep. With half your body? Wow. Yeah. Great.
1: So the the test for him was, or the uh, the training was you do one clean, one kettlebell clean, one press, back down to the ground, one clean, two presses, back down to the ground. And so basically you do one, two, one rep, two rep, three rep, all the way up to five uh, okay. if you can make it there. Um but you basically clean it in between each uh, of those sets, and I would. And then you
0: like switch hands after that. You yep. Do one, and then do you take a break, or you just go immediately go to the left one?
1: Um, I would do it like all on the right. Um, and I think I would only be able to do like, uh, like for me, the forty pounds was pretty, pretty light. So I would actually, but the the 40 pound was pretty light, but the 60 pound was too heavy. (laughs) So I'd be able to do like maybe one with the 60 pound at first and then maybe two. Um, But I could do like seven with the, uh, with the 40 pounds. So I would do like the 40 pounds and I would just go up to six or seven and I would do that a lot, but I would do one arm and then I'd switch and I'd go one through five. I'd do the latter one through five. And then it got to the point where I could do like three with the 60 pound. And then like I hadn't benched at all during this time for like months. And then I finally went over to a friend's house and we benched together and I was able to hit like 225 for a couple of reps. So like it definitely transferred over. And yeah. that's one of those things like the, um, since I don't have a bench, why I switched over to the military press, because the overhead press translates to the bench, but the bench doesn't necessarily translate over to the overhead press. Yeah. You know? And plus, I mean, it's way cooler to be able to bench like overhead press like 225 than it is benching 225, you know? Yeah, it is significantly cooler. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's why I would like to do, I would love to be able to do like overhead press two plates. Yeah. would be so rad. Um, But yeah, you should definitely like,
0: yeah, I'd be interested. Like, uh you should send me that PDF. That kettlebell PDF and yeah. I might start incorporating
1: that. I'll send it to you right now. Um But he's got other things like the uh the other test is um being able to do was it? Two hundred kettlebell snatches? Like or a ten minute uh kettlebell snatch test. Okay and i think you use what did he say like a 36 kilogram kettlebell you just do kettlebell snatches for 10 minutes with that thing and it was like i couldn't do it it was just too much It's, it's so tiring yeah it's insanely tiring um but i would do uh the kettlebell snatches like, and that's something that like makes me feel really athletic is doing those things. Um, well, cause so, it's all functional,
0: like functional movements, you know, it's yeah. all multi, multi joint, like mm-hmm. using, having to use in the whole body. So yeah, yeah, it's like really good stuff.
1: Um, But his, uh, here I just pulled it up on Monday. The it's called the rite of passage training plan. And on Monday you would do easy, clean and press, or military presses five ladders two rungs lower than on saturday which we'll get to saturday i guess um and then easy snatches and he says roll a pair of dice to determine the length of the round and do 50 to 60 percent of what you could do in that time if you went all out um and then if your form starts to deteriorate switch to high pulls so basically you just do um five ladders you know the the one then the two and then you switch to uh your kettlebell snatches and then tuesday's variety basically whatever you want and then wednesday was medium um and you can do any of the one two or all three of these options which was a five by five loaded clean alternated with a five by one get up uh, with a kettlebell heavier than the one you're doing ladders with uh, and then do two to three sets of five to 10 swings or two to three sets of one to 10 snatches with a kettlebell heavier than what you're doing the timed sets with. And then, you know, or you can just do whatever you want and take it easy. And then Thursday was like another optional one where you can do whatever you want. That's another clean or snatch day. And then Saturday is the heavy one. And then you do ladders to the limit, like five ladders to whatever your limit is. Yeah. Um, and I did that for a while and that was like, almost traumatizing. (laughs) It was like, it was hard. (laughs) Um, let me see. How do I send this to you? Oh, and then for a while I was actually training with, um, with Edgar. There was a boxing gym here that I would go to and, um, we would spar and we would, uh, um, do boxing workouts, which was a lot of fun. That is cool. Oh, what the heck? Can I not send this to you?
0: What is it on, like Google Drive or whatever?
1: Uh, well, it's in my in my library, like my book library on my phone. But there's no option to share. There it is. Found it. Um. There we go. Just so I don't forget. Do it right now. Yeah. Boom. So you should get in here in a second. Um. But yeah, once I uh finish this like training program with uh Juggernaut, I think I only have like a couple, like six more weeks left. Yeah. Cause I have this test week, and then a deload week. And then I start getting into, um, like, I'm in the strength phase right now. And then after this week uh, starts the uh, the final phase, which is, like, I'll basically be prepping for a mock meet. Um, okay. The hard thing right now, though, is, like, oh, the peaking phase. It's just four weeks. The hard thing right now, though, is, like, I have 225... Uh, in in weight so I have a bar and then two pairs of plates and then for my I have like a pound or a, a pair of five pound plates so ten pounds and then the rest is just kettlebells so when I squat like if I have to go anything heavier than like 225 um, I have to put on the kettlebells onto the bar which is like it works, you know, yeah, but I don't have those small jumps. so it's like the the program will have me go to oh like, yeah to like do you know your next set is at this weight and it uses RPE rate of perceived exertion um, mm-hmm. So you can go off of that, but like there are times where I'm supposed to do it at like 265, but what I have is like 275. Mm -hmm. um or there are times where it says go to 290 but all i have is like because the weight setup it's like 305 and so that's the only thing i need to get some change plates so i can be more exact
0: Uh, yeah but say change plates uh like really aren't that
1: much no um and i can get get, uh,
0: like a few like two two and a half pounders and just a few like five pounders
1: yeah, and there's a place out here. I'm actually really fortunate that we have this huge place called Mike's Fitness Equipment. Uh, mm-hmm. It's this massive warehouse, and this guy's been out here for years, and uh, he didn't like gouge his prices at all. You know, like oh, wow. nothing really went up in price. Like the the weights are like a little bit more expensive than they would be in a normal situation. It's like one ninety nine a pound but that's not mm-hmm. bad. Um no. and then sometimes they're on sale for like 170. Yeah. Um, so, and I was like, like iron gonna... iron plates. Mhm. Yeah, the standard the ones that I have are the standard barbell ones. Okay. Um and then they have a bunch of other stuff. They have like all sorts of fitness equipment. That's where I got the kettlebells. I think I got um I think I got it for just under 500 dollars. So, that's 180. So, I have 120 plus uh, 80 is 240. Yeah. 240 pounds. So, yeah, it was like just under um, $500. For yeah. 240 pounds of, of kettlebells. Um, so, if anybody around here is listening and is going to California or lives in California. Mike's fitness equipment is definitely the place to go.
0: Go to Mike's fitness equipment or you're a loser
1: or you're a nerd. Total. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to get some change plates. They're not that expensive. Um, and you get like two pairs of like fives, tens, uh, and two yeah. and a half. And it's like, that's all I would really need. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do my test day, I'll probably just go to, like, my buddy's house. Um, and he's got, like, a st- great setup. Um, he's, like, insanely strong. When I think of about, like, what I would like to be able to do, <laughs> like, I think about he's got, like, three kids now. Sometimes I'll be like, man, I didn't have time to work out today. He's like, shut up. I have three kids. I have a full-time job, you know. And one of his kids is, like, his special needs too, yeah. And he's like, I mean, the kid is like, just shy, you know. Like he can yeah. run off and like he lets his kid like in the backyard. He's doing anything. it's not like you know a concern for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, he like needs a little bit extra attention sometimes. Um, he's like, I, I don't want to hear that crap. He's like, I have three kids, full time job, and I'm 36 years old. I think he's almost 37. And uh he went from like when we were training together doing Olympic lifts, I think his best squat was like maybe 360 or something like that now. And he just squatted a couple of weeks ago during his meet, uh I think five eighty-five. Wow. Yeah. I think he and he deadlifted over six hundred pounds. Um and so he like he had insane amounts of like progress. Jeez. Um, so if he's able to do it, like and he's a little bit older, he's got kids, I'm like, okay, I can find the time and the dedication to do it. You know. Yeah. So but uh yeah, he's great. And he's got a whole setup. So probably when I do my mock meet, I'll just go over to his place mm-hmm. and uh do it there and see what I can get. And honestly, I'm not expecting like to squat like four hundred pounds. I'll be happy if I can get like three fifteen. Like if I can get three plates my back squat, which I should be able to to get, yeah, I'll be happy with that. You know, like three fifteen, you know, like three fifty or so on like the deadlift, and I haven't benched in like over a month, but I've just been doing overhead press. Because mm-hmm. um, once things start, dude, once things started opening up here, um, the gym got way busier. The gym that I was going to was freaking packed. Yeah. I know like I couldn't do I had to wait uh like 30 minutes just to start working out like in some cases and I was like I'm not doing this and I talked to Jessica I was like is it all right like like can I buy this stuff you know because it was like kind of pricey it was like 200 something dollars for these plates and all this other stuff yeah and I bought like a, a squat rack so and now I just work out at home so that's yeah that's my dream so and it's a simple setup. They're they're just two standalone racks, um, and then I have the bar, and I have a trap bar too, um, nice, which my my buddy uh, that I was just talking about gave me. So, it's uh, it's it's good enough for me right now, you know. Yeah, I do need some change plates, but like I'm definitely not like there are times where I'm like frick man, like I wish I had this, and then, but even then. I'm happy. Can't complain about mm-hmm. what I have, you know, because now I don't have to deal with people at the gym.
0: Yeah, that's the biggest thing because the gym I go to, it's like, you know, I pay like 20 bucks a month. This place is like oh, 20 bucks a month. No, it's like really nice, though. It it's a little like it's not like super small, but it's like on the smaller size of like like full gyms, you know, mm-hmm. Um, so they only have like two squat racks. One area to like deadlift there's no real area to like do like mobility or like abs or anything like mm-hmm. that, so I usually like try to like start my workout with some sort of like five ten minutes of like mobility kind of stretching out a little bit dynamic stuff, and then I'll like get into it, mm-hmm. but there's just like nowhere to do it mm-hmm. but uh now that it's kind of opening back up and it's a little bit more like looser restrictions
1: mm-hmm. uh everyone's going it's like yeah. it's just packed so yeah i was going to uh to choose choose fitness and it's actually tre- like i loved how cheap it was it was like four like under 15 bucks and they yeah. also have a plan that was uh like 9 bucks it was 9.95 um, um. but they only had two squat racks on the inside they had no uh, a whole like outdoor area that i would work out at and they had one squat okay. rack out there um, a whole line of like Nautilus machines or whatever, uh-huh. uh, a bunch of free weights and like a little grass area. And it was awesome. Even with being outside, like, I don't even think people really knew that it was outside, like this outside area existed because like the squat rack wasn't really ever that busy. There weren't that too, that many people waiting for it. So I didn't have to wait that long. Um, but once they took that away, it was like literally a line of people waiting to use the squat rack. And there was only three of them in there. Um, there was one, like two benches and then one incline bench. And it's like, this place was pretty big and it's like, you have this entire area and this is like all you have.
0: Yeah. You well, know? 70, 75% of the gym is like cardio equipment. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know if it's the same at that gym, but that's what it is there.
1: Yeah, that's how, at it, how it was. my gym. It was, um, a lot of cardio equipment. Not only did they have, like, a whole, like, basically, like, 25% of the, no, more than that, 50% of the gym was, like, cardio equipment. 25% yeah. of it was on its own little thing. There was, like, uh, stair masters, uh, like a little bike room, uh, treadmills and other stuff and then the cool thing about shoes too is they have their own movie theaters in there um <laughs> which i know right <laughs> it's <laughs> it's <laughs> it seems really lame and you're like what the hell do you need a movie can you like lift
0: while you watch the movie or is it like an actual like movie theater
1: uh you can work out while in the movie theater but it's all cardio equipment oh okay oh well, that's so, okay at the end of my workouts I would just go in there and walk on the treadmill and uh for like 10 minutes sometimes longer cuz the movie's interesting yeah uh, for my cool down or my warm up and uh I didn't mind it they would play thing- they would play good movies too they would play like Harry Potter, Princess Bride uh, wow they played this other like mobster movie that was really good so it's not like stupid movies that are like always like i don't know like tv type movies they're like yeah. legit ones. So, it's it's bearable and it's cool. That's really interesting. Because otherwise I would be listening to a podcast or watching a YouTube video anyways or something on my phone while I'm doing yeah. my cardio. You know.
0: Yeah. You know, or the you know like my gym has like TVs in front but it's always like CNN. It's like dude, who I wants to watch, to watch CNN? Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. give me uh give me a movie
1: Give me some sports. Yeah. Something that I can just like. Give me Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Gosh, yeah. Take me to Flavortown, please. Take me to Flavortown while I'm doing my cardio. Yeah. I need to see my savior. So um, I, you know, I'm happy that I have this stuff at home now. Um, But it was like, it's strange to me that this place like where we live has like basically zero like powerlifting gyms because where we're at right now, like the Inland Empire, um, Corona, California, Riverside area. Um, Mm. like it just seems like the type of place where there would be a lot of powerlifting gyms, but they're all in Orange County. Yeah. Like there are a ton of powerlifting, um, gyms in Orange County. And that seems like, not the place they would be. Yeah, you know. <laughs> like I would ex- expect like Orange County since it's like, you know, that's where the uh stereotypical like beautiful people are. Like they'd be doing I don't know, Pilates. Pilates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but there's like multiple like th- like three or four. That's where Juggernaut training systems are is um there's like another like elite I can't remember what it's called. Um, but there's zero out here, and I was hmm. like, "Is this like a missed business opportunity for me to have like a powerlifting gym out here?" But then I'm also like, "No, nah, I'd rather just have my own gym, yeah, <laughs> at my house, you know." Yeah. So, um, what else was I going to say? But yeah, it's you know, it is what it is. I was just happy to have a gym that I could go to. Yeah, it is really nice now. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I actually work out a lot. I mean, it's easier to work out now that I have the stuff here. Cause in the morning yeah. I would wake up and I was trying to time it to with the gym that I went to, there'd be times I'd wake up at five cause they would, uh, open up at five I'd wake up at like five or five thirty and get there by like 6am. Mm-hmm. Everybody else had the same idea, you know, they're yeah. like, Oh, I need to get there as soon as it opens to beat the crowd. So I don't have to worry about COVID. Um, but everybody else had that same idea. So, and then I changed it up to like, uh, eight, still a lot of people there. And then the only problem was like, I had class at like 12, so I couldn't be there for too long or like 12 or I can't remember when I had class. It was like 12 or one. Um, so I couldn't be there for too long. So if I went at 11, like sometimes my workouts would be like an hour and a half, you know? Yeah. Um, with like the warm up time in between sets and then the cool down like uh-huh. it would sometimes be like 2 hours before i got back home so yeah. it's like i didn't have a lot of time and then i like to like when i'm done working out just chill i hated get, coming home from my workout showering eating and then immediately sitting down and going into class
0: it's the worst because like you do that like in college or like even now I do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I go I go lift and then I get really sweaty and then I feel like I have to rush, like I rush, I take a shower. And then while I'm showering, I can feel myself sweating again and then I'm done. I'm like out of the shower. I'm like doing what I need to do and I'm like sweating even more than I, when I was working out.
1: Dude, I, I know. So, I, I thought I was the only one that felt that way. I'm like, I get out of the shower and I start rushing and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I got water dripping down. No, that's like my, my <laughs> forehead is beating sweat yeah. because I'm rushing. So, and then that was too, in college too, a, a lot, like you said, um, especially here in California. My first two years of college, there'd be times where I'd come straight from practice to another class. Like, practice would go from 2 to 4, and then I had, like, mm-hmm. an afternoon class that started right at 4. And so yeah. I'd go to class, and I would, like, get some ice for my knee or whatever I needed. Um, and I'd go straight to class, and I'm just sweating bullets. So uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know? I hated it, and I felt gross. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I just hate being rushed like that, man. Yeah. It's not Same. a good feeling. So it's just a lot easier having this stuff here because then I can go downstairs like on the days where I have an off day or I'm just supposed to do some like light stuff and move around. I can go in there in the morning, like do a couple of presses or curls or something easy, go back up here, do some work or play video game and then go back down there and do it, Mm -hmm. you know, and now that it's getting a lot hotter, like that garage that I'm in, like. It's like if it's 80 degrees outside, yeah, it's a sauna. so it's like yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot easier. <clears throat> but yeah, so we'll see where I go with this uh, the next cycle after I'm done with this, but I'm kind of excited to see uh, what my numbers do, yeah with this training. Um, probably would be a lot better, like I said, if I hadn't taken that time in between. And I was more uh, dedicated to it, uh, but like finals happened and all that stuff, and it was just like it was just bad timing. Yeah, so I'm just happy to be moving again. So, um, but yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff, man. We have, you know, we've actually gone for for a good amount of time too. Yeah, almost two. That's what I was looking at. One forty. Um. What are you doing today?
0: Uh I actually speaking of it, I might go work out. Um here in a little bit. Uh my room's an absolute mess. Um, so I might just pick that up real fast and then uh nothing. Just gonna chill, I guess.
1: Yeah. We should uh we should definitely get uh James in on this too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think James will
0: start. I think James is because he's moving to Eugene. Oh yeah, that's right. You gotta, you he gotta. He's not doing it for a while, but he's actually gonna come work with me and Jesse for a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, because he he like worked with Jesse for a long time. Yeah, I remember. Went back to school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so he's gonna do that before he leaves, I guess. So that'd be nice. I'll I'll get him on one of these podcasts with us.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. Be nice to talk to him. Get a third. That way we can figure out like the, uh, does he have discord? Do you know? I mean, I probably not cause he's
0: James, but you know, we'll just he, tell him to get it. It's an easy enough download. Yeah. I
1: mean. Um, all right. Uh, I also noticed that, uh, poster in the back. I just realized what it was. What? The poster in the back in your background. That one? Yeah. I was looking yeah. at it. I was like, what the heck is that? Cuz your head was kind of covering it and I couldn't see. All yeah. I could see was uh I think that's Tony Stark up on the top, right? Yep. Tony yeah. Stark.
0: That's, yeah, that's it's cool. a little, little Marvel thing. I actually got these like prints my buddy like was like, "Yeah, my uh my stepdad bought these prints and they were damaged, so you can have them and they're like not right. damaged at all." So
1: yeah. Oh, I remember that, uh, reminds me of when you would always, didn't you used to have a lot of posters too? Cause you worked at the movie yeah, theater.
0: I worked at a movie theater. I was a projectionist at a movie theater for like six years. So yeah. we'd get like the first dibs on the movie, movie posters. Yeah. And so, uh, I had a lot, I still have some at my parents' house, but, uh, yeah, I would get like those big, uh, <clears throat> uh, like, not canvas, but the plastic yep. huge, huge one. So I had like the other guys, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, and mm-hmm. mine and Webster's and James's apartment in college. And then I had a Bor- uh, uh not a Borat, but uh, that one where he's the leader.
1: Oh, the dictator? Oh. Yeah. I must yeah. say, one of the bad ones that he did. That one was so bad. Actually, that movie. I think is still the only movie I've ever walked out of. Really? Yeah. Well, one, I didn't pay for it. It was like at, um okay. uh, you remember, uh, Genia, the 800 meter runner. Oh yeah. 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 girl, um, mm-hmm. she worked at, uh, what's that, that truck stop. It was like a big bits. Jubits. Yeah. She worked at a truck stop and there was a, a movie theater in there. And, uh, she was working like whenever she was working, Yeah. (laughs) What is all these places with movie movie theaters? (laughs) Well, it makes sense for a truck stop, right? Yeah. I never even thought of that. um, But I went uh, one uh, weekend, I think when it came out, um, because she was working and uh, she had told me about the movies. She was like, oh yeah, if you want to go to the movies, like you just let me know. And then I was like, okay, cool. Uh, And so I went, I got maybe like, 30 minutes into it, walked around It was so bad. Yeah. One, it wasn't it was like, it, it, it was like, like some of the stuff that he does, it's like, it's offensive, but it like it, uh, it's offensive, but funny because it's like, like shedding light on things like yeah. the subsequent movie film or whatever of Borat or the, even the first one was like offensive, but it's like, I mean, it was kind of only offensive if you're, like one of those people that he's making fun of. <laughs> yeah. But like stuff with like uh the conservative right and all this other stuff like it was funny, you know, and you're like it's kind of pulling the the wool back, so to speak. But that one was just like again, if I if I'd paid for it, maybe I'd, I I would have stayed, but because I didn't, I was like I'm out of here. Yeah. Um and I felt like such a little little soy boy too cuz all these like you know truckers were in there like laughing their asses off just loving yeah, of it course. and i was just like yeah yeah i'm not feeling this <laughs> and i left <laughs> um but yeah uh what was i think oh the uh the movie theater my brother used to work at one and he would always get posters and uh i would always keep them and then I found out that some movie posters are like worth a lot of money. Yeah. They can be like particularly be. the one that I thought of was, uh, uh, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Oh, really? Uh, the one, cause that came out, I think in 2002 or around the same year that the towers fell. Yeah. And so the theater or the, uh, the movie poster, um, the original one had like the twin towers, like in the reflection Mm. of his eyes. Yeah. And then like, right after that happened, they like pulled everything that had the twin towers. Um, so those pieces of like memorabilia are super sought after and really expensive, highly valued.
0: Yeah. They, uh, we weren't allowed to sell. We could, i believe we could give them out to like people but we were like not allowed to sell them online like the movie posters and if yeah. we found like they found out they'd like fire us um but uh i never really took that many of the posters it's yeah. like what am i what am i gonna do with like 30 posters you know yeah
1: there's yeah.
0: there's like there's guys that work there that would like sign up for them and like give as many posters as they possibly could it's like what, what the are hell are you gonna these? do with them like yeah, stare at stare at them like all rolled up in your closet. Like, yeah,
1: put them all and use them as wallpaper. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, how would they find out that you'd be selling them though? You know, I don't know. They, I, I doubt that they would. They probably just didn't want you to. Yeah, you know, so, um, but yeah, I just saw that and I was reminded of the the Spider Man poster being worth a lot. Of. I wonder how much it's worth actually. I'm curious. Um. but yeah we've gone for for a good amount of time man yeah um, this is a good one yeah so same time next week let's see if we can get a uh, whole jimmy on here yeah but uh, all right man well all right boys this
0: was uh, this was the two dudes podcast I hope you enjoyed it
1: yeah hope you all enjoyed anybody that's still here thanks for stopping by we're gonna be doing these once a week maybe more We'll see how yeah. things go. But uh, every Saturday at 11. 11 a.m. PST. All right, man. Yes to you. All right, see you. Later, dude.